0: Hey everybody, I'm Walter Swaim and you are with me here at Truth Unbound, the podcast that puts no limits to what God's truth says, to things that we have questions about and doubts about in our culture, in our society, in current events about God, about faith, events in the world. We just don't hold back. We want to see what God has to say and what he tells us to do to respond to it. Okay, so this this really happened just this week.
1: ...of parental and maternal rights and in opposition to H.R. 26. I'm the first mother in history to represent West Michigan in Congress. This matter is deeply personal to me. I recently shared publicly about my own experience navigating a complex miscarriage and the loss of my daughter. As a pro-choice Christian who chose life, This issue is so personal to me. My faith informs my actions, but it doesn't dictate the policy of an entire nation. And further, when I read the scripture, I turn to passages and I'm guided by passages like Jeremiah 1 verses 5, which states, I knew you before I formed you and I placed you in your mother's womb. Doesn't say the government's womb or the speaker's womb, it says the mother's womb. I believe life is precious, but I reject the idea that if I embrace the sanctity of life, I also must be forced to invite the federal government in to regulate it. We must protect families from unnecessary government intrusion into the most sacred and personal decisions of our lives and our children's lives. Thank you.
0: Wow, just wow. Well, credit goes to Greg Price and C SPAN for this tweet and video clip and bringing it to our attention. So, this representative, this woman who supposedly professes Christ, says she's a follower of Jesus, now as a representative for her constituency in Western Michigan in Congress, uses Jeremiah 1 5, uses Holy Scripture to justify her opposition to a bill proposed by Congress to save the lives of children who survive abortions. She opposed it. And based on biblical ground, she says, this is beyond wrong and immoral on so many levels, and we're going to show why, and we're going to do that from a true understanding of of what God simply and plainly says in his word. Let's do that right now. All right. So just before we jump into it, remember Truth Unbound does not and will not hold back on what God says clearly by command or principle in his word to the questions of the believer about what's happening in society or the doubts that we have at times about some things, even in the Bible or in life in general, to make sure you get the latest and share it with others so that they can know the Lord so that they can dive deeper into their faith and know how to respond to the things around them. Just do a quick uh, click on like, if you would. Click to follow the podcast. Um, And then also feel free to comment or reply uh, in the video, especially if you're watching this on YouTube. And subscribe to the channel. You can do that as well. And then share this with everyone you can and do that today. All right, let's get right into it. All right. So to understand the context, Bill H.R. 26, which passed the House, but likely will die in the Senate, unfortunately, simply states this. And I quote, prohibits a uh, prohibit a health care practitioner from failing to exercise the proper degree of care in the case of a child who survives an abortion or attempted abortion, end quote. In other words, It would require physicians to do everything to protect and preserve babies who survive an abortion equally as any other baby born alive under otherwise normal circumstances or any other situation. So here, this representative sculptor uses scripture really badly, and I'll talk about that more in a moment, and then she throws up, I'm a Christian card as though being a pro-choice Christian makes her case more legitimate. I, I It doesn't. No, it doesn't. Okay. But moving on, she then uses scripture, Jeremiah 1, five to support her belief that a mother has the choice to kill her child in the womb. And God's good with it. See, he says it right there. I mean, he says right here, he he supports not keeping babies alive inside or outside the womb. We can choose to kill them because, well, God says so right here. there's, There's a license to do so. Wrong. So wrong. This is beyond twisted thinking, yet not entirely surprising. First of all, let's understand what this verse was meant to truly say. Let's look at the surrounding verses she took that one verse out of context with. Jeremiah 1, verses 1 through 8, says this. The following is a record of what Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, prophesied. He was one of the priests who lived at Anathoth in the territory of the tribe of Benjamin. The Lord began to speak to him in the 13th year that Josiah, son of Ammon, ruled over Judah. The Lord also spoke to him when Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, ruled over Judah. And he continued to speak to him until the fifth month of the 11th year that Zedekiah, son of Josiah, ruled over Judah. That was when the people of Jerusalem were taken into exile. The Lord said to me, Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I chose you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. I answered, Oh, Lord God, I really do not know how to speak well enough for that, for I am too young. The Lord said to me, do not say I am too young, but go to whomever I send you and say whatever I tell you. Do not be afraid of those to whom I send you, for I will be with you to protect you, says the Lord. So the verse she quotes, Representative Sculter quotes, was an ick and is actually about God's hand being on Jeremiah before he was actually born, and that God had a special purpose for him to carry out, that God determined for him even before he was born. Now, the application of that truth being that God has a sacred attention and purpose that he puts upon each person and in their lives long before they're born. His sovereign will and love for each of us, begins a conception even before then, even before we're born into this world. So Representative Sculter's point is found in what she says here, quote, My faith informs my actions, but it doesn't dictate the policy of an entire nation, end quote. Yes. Yes, it does. It guides both. Ma'am, the faith you speak of is to guide us not just personally, but also the community and nation, not just part of our lives, but all our lives, including political belief. That faith is where we as a people, a nation, get our moral order and authority. It's why we have laws on the books at every level of government in the nation describing what a crime is and what its punishment is, such as murder, rape, theft, and other crimes. They're based on the word of God. You so proudly quote, and they're used in the national, regional, and local levels of government. The nation, as you say, to guide the moral, the the moral behavior and the moral attitude of its people. Now, I can give her kudos for at least one little thing: she is consistent with her beliefs, as misguided and wrong as un, and unbiblical as they are, and blasphemous to God as they are. In comparison to the Bible and its clear teaching, she says she lives by. For instance, in a November 2022 article in the Detroit Free Press, where she describes her and her husband's own decision to make concerning their child in the womb that faced a major health crisis and whether to abort or not, she says this, and I quote, My husband and I left the hospital that day in a daze. We called our family and consulted with our pastor. I will always remember my pastor at the time saying, Hillary, you can still claim your salvation if you choose to not continue this pregnancy, End quote. I was almost 30 years old, and I had never heard a Christian express that kind of a view on reproductive choice. Now, that statement from her pastor first, it gave me chills, literally. It really does. Now, First of all, let's get this out of the way. Yes, Christians can make very faithful and wrong decisions and not lose their salvation, but that's for another broadcast for another day. But here's the problem, or not so much a problem. What it does is it shows where she's coming from in her thinking and where it comes from originally. In this Christianity Today article from October of 2020, it states, quote, Skolton's campaign puts a major focus on her church commitments and her deep rootedness in the Dutch Reformed community of the area. Her great great grandparents emigrated from the Netherlands. Her parents raised her in the Christian Reformed Church. And her husband teaches journalism at Calvin University, which is affiliated with the denomination. Their family, including two sons ages nine and seven, belong to LeGrave Avenue Christian Reformed Church, which is one of the largest in the area, end quote. All right then, so let's dig a little deeper. What is noticeable and alarming about the denomination she was raised up in and embraces still? Well, this Newsmax article from 2015 reveals it to us. And the denomination she hails from is losing thousands of members due to liberal denomination, denominational positions on issues like ordination of homosexual and lesbian clergy and same-sex marriage, end of quote. Now, the article continues, saying, Here are two beliefs that set the Dutch Reformed Church apart from other Christians. Number one, homosexuality and ordination of gay clergy. Unlike most denominations that consider themselves theologically conservative, the RCA began allowing homosexuals and lesbians to be ordained as church ministers. Number two, ordination of women. While the RCA claims to be a biblically conservative denomination, its stance on the ordination of women as pastors, elders, and deacons stands contrary to most other theologically conservative denominations. According to the RCA, the denomination changed its position on women in church leadership in 1972 when it made women eligible to become church elders and deacons. Seven years later, the denomination allowed women to be ordained as ministers of word and sacrament. So that explains a lot. If this type of corrupted teaching from the Bible is pumped into your mind all your life and you don't examine it with an open mind and heart as an adult with the true understanding of what the what the word of God says, then naturally she would think and believe this way. She has been duped by her false Bible teachers and the fruit of it is being born right in front of us and right in front of us in Congress. Let me add one more point. Hillary Sculter goes on to say, quote And further, when I read the scripture, I turn to passages, I'm guided by passages like Jeremiah 1 verse 5, which states, I knew you before I formed you and I placed you in your mother's womb. It doesn't say the government's womb or the speaker's womb. It says the mother's, end quote. Now, I said before I'd come back to this and mention this and how bad this is, and here's the moment. She not only lifted it out of context, she also twisted its actual intended meaning by Jeremiah and by God to justify her leftist beliefs and applies it to the government and whatever else she wants it to say. The words, in my mother's womb, is a simple statement of fact that he was in the womb of his mother. That's how it works. No man can have a womb. Well, wait, maybe... Maybe she probably believes that too, uh, but I digress. But again, it just states a normal fact. For emphasis, being in physical formation in the womb of his mother, that God had his hand on Jeremiah. It is a statement of God's sovereignty and providence in his life, not about whether government has a hand in guiding laws about what happens in it. Ugh. It may sound cute and witty, but in reality, it's an atrocious, bungling misuse of the Word of God and a prime example of how not to interpret and not apply Bible truths. It's heresy. Yeah, I'm a little upset about this, but indulge me for the moment. Well, thank you for everything and being part of this podcast today, and I hope it's helped you to understand how important it is to handle God's Word appropriately and truthfully And not in a way that mishandles God's very words for personal glory or to set an agenda you already have in mind. And by the way, what Jeremiah says is true for you as well. God made you in his image. He does not make a mistake. big mistake we've all made is that you and I, once out of the womb, we make sinful choices for right and wrong. And because of that, we choose to sin against God and his commandments. And because of that, we are judged by it. But this same God who judges us also loved us enough to send his son to die for your sin and mine and rise from the dead to give you eternal life. If you'll call on him today and put your trust in him, ask him to save you, to forgive you, to take over your life, believe in him and what he's done, believe in the one who knew and loved you from conception in your mother's womb, then he will save you. Hey, don't forget to click on like or click to follow, subscribe and share this with everyone you know today. And remember to follow Jesus, because when you do, you'll always follow the truth.